record. So we got the audio, so we're recording, and I'm gonna go ahead and start this thing. All right. We're not, we're not gonna do that, we're going this. Here we go, and we're gonna start. thought we were live. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are live now. Okay, so the groove intro, I can cancel that out. Everybody's hearing this, so whatever. You know, we're gonna I'm gonna figure this stuff out, you guys, and then uh it's it's gonna get smooth. It's insane the number of, like I was just working on getting I got a new loop station and just working on trying to figure out where the cables go and then making sure I respond to emails. Uh, it's just a lot, you know, and, and then you know, and then you gotta think about like life, and and uh, you gotta think about like, you know the you know purpose and where, and where are you God going with this? And, uh, there's like you know, it, 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 loop even, pedal, like, yeah, loop, loop pedal. station, yeah, like intro. The, what's the meaning if you of hit life? The loop pedal enough times, do you get to speak to God? <laughs> yeah, I've been there. All right, you know what? We're gonna skip the main intro here, and we're just gonna go right to. Meet Grant Wenzel. A lot of you guys already know him. What's up, Grant? Hey, oh, wrong, wrong hand. You can see my hand waving now. <laughs> I always do that. Any, I get to yeah. the wrong side. Yeah. Um, all right, man. We've already got to the heavy stuff, which is God and loop pedals. And <laughs> so you uh, missed that. That was that was part of the pre-show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, I hope I don't butcher this, uh, but uh, I'm stoked to be here with Grant, and uh, it's been really. Really good to get to know Grant over this uh, this time, like since he's been coming out to my club, um, and uh, I'm excited to get to know you a little bit more and and uh, get to know your music and uh, and share some of your music. And uh, man, we were just talking about I don't know, man. Now I'm like so disoriented, but um, we were talking about e open mic, and then and then now all of a sudden we're live, and it's like. I was so comfortable, and now I don't even know. Who, like, yeah, you got you know. the jitters a little bit. You got you're like, oh, what are what are we talking about? Yeah, you know, we're like, having really good oh, conversation yeah. off uh, off and then, air. And then all of a sudden, you click like stream, and now it's like there's a whole bunch of people who you don't even know who they are that are apparently right next to us, like yes. taking it all in. So like, oh wait a second, should I be moderating what I say? You know, that's what I I, I do that. I don't know if if you do that, but um, I moderate what I say depending on who I'm speaking to. And so then now that's one of the things that's hard about the internet is like, who, who am I even speaking to? I don't, Anyone. I don't yeah. know. It's so, really tough. And we were talking about social media earlier. That's what we were talking about. And that's something that I really struggle with whenever it comes to social media. It's something that comes with being a musician. But if you yeah. go on my Instagram, you know, it's pretty barren. You know, I don't really ever <laughs> post anything to Facebook. I don't even have a Facebook for days like decades, which I probably should. But it's just not. I hate it so much. Yeah, What's yeah. up, Kevin? Yeah, what up, Kevin? Yeah, we know Kevin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One less stranger in the audience. Right on. Now, so, um, yeah, social media. Yeah, my my Instagram. I I I, uh, I feel like I'm starting to figure it out a little bit. Uh, the social media stuff, and I think maybe one of the keys is like anytime you have a moment in your day where you're just like it really makes you happy or just anything that really catches your interest that you really like or you're really excited about just make sure you capture that and just share it you know and don't think too much about it i think i think that's gonna be my angle you see but no my problem is whenever <laughs> i see something really interesting in life my first thought isn't pick up my phone yeah, yeah. and film it 
yeah, pick, yeah, yeah. pick up my phone, take a picture. It's like, wow, I want to experience this. 100%. You know? yeah. So then like almost posting on Instagram, posting on social media takes you out of the moment, takes you out of the experiences that you're having in real life. Yeah, Just man. so you can get other people on the internet to like shoot you little thumbs ups and whatnot. It just, yeah. you know, it's, it's fun, but uh, you know. I think maybe like uh, way to, a way to think about it because like, you know, if you think if you're thinking about like for what I do as music, I think of it as a job. That's the way I approach it. Like when I go to a gig, mm-hmm. I think of it as a job, and like the entire time I'm there, I'm there to work. And so I think of my social interactions as part of the work. And so it, you know, I'm there to serve. And so I don't I don't try to like serve my own needs when I'm in in, in gigs. I just try to think about like what can I do to, I mean, to a certain extent, I get, but. I think about my own needs just so I don't be completely miserable and then I look like an, a total like well it sop, meets halfway you know you yeah, can yeah. you can satisfy your own needs your own yeah. needs are being satisfied just by true. playing the gig to a certain extent true like you, you do this because you love it you but I, if I was just satisfying my own needs completely I would just uh, I, I would play like you know, 15 minutes and then uh, get some food free food <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, you know and then there's like kind of go chill in my car for a while and then be like, all right, I'm ready to get paid. You know what? I think I'm going to call it a little early. <laughs> yeah, well, that's actually interesting that you brought that up yeah, because yeah. I was thinking about that early, earlier in the day. And I feel like a lot of people think of uh, music especially as, uh, oh, I don't want to work. I wish I could just do music. But that's not, you don't not work and do music music is your job you know and even though you're up there for you know an hour or two at a gig i mean noah tell me how much time do you spend outside of your gigs there's that too yeah like it it, you don't just like everyone else just sees you go up and perform a killer two-hour set you know and then what what all what did it take to get to that point you know how much work did you put outside you know, uh, all right. of all that, you know. Let's use that to transition into into you and getting to know all you right. a little better. So, so here's the transition on that. The answer to the question is, it goes way deeper than just like even practice or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the whole life that went into it. And so, like for example, I used to go uh, out when I was in Nashville. Um, I was like. There was a period of time, well, most of my life, I was extreme, still am in, in, in a lot of ways, but I've come a long way, super socially anxious, you know, mm-hmm. and um, really, really cautious in social settings. And now I don't really, I mean, I still get nervous or whatever, but I just, I don't, it's like a weird disconnect where it doesn't really phase me anymore. I just, I'm still going to, I'm just going to go out and. You're, you're nervous, you recognize it, but it yeah. doesn't hinder you anymore. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's a thing. And might, then you still go out and do it. Yeah. It might make you know? me like be a little awkward or whatever, but it just, it's, I'm still going to go and just be awkward if that's what it is. If I'm going to be awkward, then that's just what it is. But I used to go to, uh, like when I was in Nashville, oh, I took a, in, in uh, college in Knoxville, I took a job waiting tables just for the purpose well, to make money, but also just to push myself socially, mm-hmm. um, and because you just got to go up and speak to people, table after table. It was really, really difficult for me. And then there was a period of time in Nashville where I just started going out to bars and just going up and talking to people uh, who I had no idea who they that's were. The, that's the worst. I it still was, can't do that. No, <laughs> no. Go into some, a bar and talk <laughs> to a stranger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just went solo. I would just like start. I went solo like every night. I would just go out and I would just like find people 
and I would just it, I would try to be completely non-judgmental in who I approached, or I would anybody that I felt like they intimidated me, I would just go talk to them. And there were some weird. <laughs> yeah, you, when you do stuff like that, you you get some stories. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But anyway, that, that like that kind of stuff has a lot to do with why even I'm able to get on a stage or, Mm -hmm. for example, going on a tour, buying a van and and doing a tour where I didn't really make any money and in some ways it was a disappointment and it cost me money, but it was a crazy adventure. These kinds of things help me, you know, getting the experience to be in 60 different cities over the course of a short time uh, span of time, you you learn things that you can't learn unless you do that kind of thing. And and Mm -hmm. when you get experiences in all these different bars and and communities and kind of see who's who's making music in these different places and who 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 comes out to see it and it's just the way you what learn. sets them apart what gets yeah. the crowd going yeah, yeah. in those shows you yeah yeah and little differences between between places and it's not like i can process it all but it's like mm-hmm. you you learn uh and that all has to do with uh how you know i might make music on a stage so the practice is one part of it and you're you're asking the question about like what goes into it outside of the stage time like today i just spent like five hours mm-hmm. just getting cables and then trying to figure out how these damn cables connect and then figuring out how they uh yeah. all these buttons i have to press to program the thing and yeah and then you're gonna have to learn like it's a whole new aspect of your instrument a whole new aspect of your live show and like how much are you getting paid for that yeah you know nothing uh, no you paid to get the new equipment right. <laughs> so it's reverse and the know? whole the whole point of it is that i hope on the other side of this it's gonna give me a broader ability to mm-hmm. make music on a stage but um, yeah, there's all that goes into it, and so, but on that, on the, on the other, pers- or on, on the other angle that we're just talking about, about like the travel, and uh, just going to open mics or or all that kind of stuff. What? Let's let's start with like what? Well, why don't we just start with simple one? What got you into music? What the, got the, me into what music? What got you into music? That's a, it's way back. I took my first guitar lesson in elementary school in the third grade. I, I want to say, I, you see, I don't even remember where I took, it could have been one of three different places, you know, class setting, guitar lessons, you know, my teacher thought I was pretty good a couple times, you know, so, right on. um, but the majority of what I've learned has been self-taught. We we talked about that at, you know, the e-open mic a couple weeks ago, where self-taught doesn't necessarily mean what it used to. I used YouTube, yeah. you know. I listened to my favorite artists and tried to imitate what they were doing, you know. So it's not necessarily self-taught anymore. Um, but then just meeting more people, uh slowly but surely I, I was in a couple bands i was in a hardcore punk band in high school for a brief minute there yeah, okay i was really into pop punk for a long time okay uh metal i was my first real favorite yeah. band was avenged sevenfold really and that was for a long time um you know a day to remember and then i went to a show spontaneously uh, it was Young the Giant. They were playing in Columbia. I think it was back in 2015. Okay. And uh, their live show blew my mind. 
Like that guy has the most beautiful voice of anyone that I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm. Just and the how tight they sounded live. Yeah, yeah. Like they sounded exactly like the recording mm. live. And it, it blew my mind. I started listening to them more. I started listening to more pop-influenced music. Uh-huh. And then I got really big into a band called the 1975. And then after that, it, it kind of leads into more the okay. music that I make now. And it makes a lot more sense. Okay. When, when did you... So did you, you were performing in a punk band? Is that what you said? You, we, you never, were, we never had a gig. <laughs> okay. Uh, my, yeah. Two of my bandmates went on to uh, have a show, Water or a band Watergate. Okay. Shout out Frazier and Austin. Long time no see. Hope I see you again someday. But uh, they ended up opening for uh, Metro Station back in oh. 2017. Nice. And that was, I mean, I don't know what they were doing opening for Metro Station. This is like a hardcore punk band. And then like... They're they're the band that's like shake 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 it, you know. I think I know that. You, you know that it, it's probably... very very poppy. Okay. Very okay. very poppy. Oh okay okay okay. So hardcore were... punk band before <laughs> <laughs> him in Florence. Right on. Yeah. Okay. But, so when when did you place. start when did you start performing? My first show was opening for my friend. Ricky's band and also yes. uh, my friend Sam's band uh, in Colombia, and I did it under the name South African Beach Volleyball. <laughs> you mentioned this name before, yeah. <laughs> Where did I come up with that name? I don't know. <laughs> just an off the wall thing, so you could go on stage and people are just like, "What?" <laughs> I, I dressed up in the most ridiculous costume. I had a bathing suit, flip flops, uh panoramic view of a beach <laughs> silk shirt All right. i brought beach balls okay you know. so you, you weren't playing around either you, you, yeah you, you, okay yeah but part of the reason why i did that and i don't think i've ever really gone into depth um and i think this is something that has really held me back and i've only recently been able to uh get past it is um it's a distraction you know it's a gimmick to distract from the vulnerability that comes with singing and uh, playing the music that you wrote yourself. To call your, your act uh, South African Beach Volleyball? Call your act South African Beach Volleyball, dress in a bathing suit yeah, yeah, yeah. with, you know, yeah. uh, silk t-shirt with volleyballs and, you know, That's beach an interesting topic, though, because, like, uh, I, I, wanna, I don't want to sit on this for too long. Let's keep, let's keep mm-hmm. going in, into it. But uh, it's an interesting idea, like, uh, the that you might do something... If you're, if you're doing it, well, it, maybe it could be both ways. Mm-hmm. To, to create a name and sort of a persona like that, that's kind of like, what, extravagant or just kind of like uh, over the top or whatever. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? That that um, that sometimes can open the door to an audience, too. That it, it You know what I mean? Like and it, that's the thing, though. I yeah. got so many people asking me, when's the next South African sick, Beach yeah. Volleyball show? And I was yeah, like, yeah. that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> But, th- but I think like that's one of the tricks is like as you uh, when you're making original music and you're trying to cultivate an audience, there's there's like it, it's not easy. And I think um, like I was taking a really serious approach for a while and I wanted people to digest and really get, you know, take my music on at face value and really 
really think about it and invest some time. And See, I don't think that works it doesn't, as well either. I mean, no. <laughs> because there, there are plenty of people out there who are really into music and want to spend that time yeah. and dissect it, but... There's like nine to ten times as many right. of people. Who, and how do you get your music in front of those people that you're yeah. talking about? I mean, that's you, you can't just sort of like put a programming code out into the ether and then it just sifts through everyone and, and then gets it on their desk of all the people that actually are. Well, the thing is, is, you got to <laughs> trick people into liking their music and your music. Think, they don't want a little bit. Yeah, they don't want to go listen to your music because you said, hey, it's. I've got a new song out. Listen to my music. They want to find you and they want to like you. And they'll be like, wow, I found this guy. He's super likable. Let me show my friends. Yeah. You know, I I think it also has a lot to do with they they need to know that like before people are going to invest the time to really get like really dig into your art, they kind of already have to buy in. I think Mm -hmm. this like goes to like uh, I used to play. A thing that I've said many times. I used to play at a venue in in uh, uh, L.A. in Long Beach, sort of sort of Seal Beach, and I play there every Sunday. And I noticed like whenever I would start playing there, it was kind of a, it was in a kind of hip area, but the place itself had no draw. But the, there were like two places right next to it that had a ton of draw, mm-hmm. and so tons of foot traffic. And uh, when I first sat down, it would always be empty, and the hardest thing was to get the first people to to sit down. But once the first like one or two people sat down, then it would fill up and people would start sitting down at a much more rapid, rapid pace. And so basically what that taught me is people, if they, if they see that something is kind of validated by somebody, they don't really mm-hmm. want to take the, be the first person to sit down and take that social risk that, where they might look like an idiot, where everyone else knows this is not a place you want to be, this music sucks. And then they sit down and, and they just look like an idiot. <laughs> but well, that's, that's the herd mentality for you. It's the herd mentality. Yeah. Um, but you got to get people to buy in, and so maybe there's things that you can do, like simple kind of meme style things. Mm-hmm. You grab their attention with the with memes, some, yes. and then you hold their attention with, with the music. I think that's a good. I think that yeah. that, that may be the game a bit. So um, I, I mean, mean yeah. uh, that guy that I opened up for, Ricky, that's yeah. what he did. He okay. now has five hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Go, Ricky, man. So <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, it worked for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think uh, and 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 part of it is like showing that you understand the people that are watching. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think uh, I mean we all probably cultivate different audiences. We all appeal to different people. If you don't, but if you don't appeal to enough people, you can't make a living at it. It's just not. Yeah. I mean, you can't uh, you can't make a living with original music. You know, being digested by other people. You got to have enough of an audience. But I think most of us are generally relatable. And mm-hmm. so we just got to like dig into who we are and figure out how we can understand and and do things. And it takes a lot of work. But let's uh, let's let's push past. And so let's let's go to your performance. So you you said you uh, you were saying about your your first performances and how you kind of got mm-hmm. your feet going, uh, your feet wet as a performer. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, South African Beach Volleyball was the first one. Yeah. Um, and then just one off gigs here and there. Um, to be honest, uh, coming to Mike Club w- was really pushing myself, and that's why I kept on coming to Mike Club because right. I really have had a hard time getting in front of an audience and mm-hmm. sharing, or just getting in front of an audience in general, like giving public speeches, like it's terrifying, and 
just from going to a mic uh, club and going to these open mics, I'm getting a lot better at it. Right on. And it's allowing me to uh, branch out. But um, other than I threw a couple parties for like EP release parties, you know, at my house whenever I was in college. Uh, but then I was just, you know, biggest fan of other local musicians, really. I would never have guessed that. I, I, I To me, you seem uh, pretty well grounded on stage. I know Mike Club is kind of like a... Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's the. Uh, it's not exactly a representation of of a lot of other places that. You well, I've play, gotten comfortable but... at Mike Club. Yeah, yeah. I, I really have gotten comfortable uh, doing stuff in Mike Club, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think it shows a little bit more. I've started going to Elliott Borough Mini Bar a couple uh-huh. times for their open mic on Wednesdays, and I think it shows a little bit more there. I'm a little bit more nervous, but. Mm. I also think I just naturally hide my nervousness okay. relatively well. That's not that's a good thing. That's a good trait, I think. Because it's something yeah. it's something learned. I wouldn't say that came naturally. That's okay. that's a learned trait. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a good trait to have cuz uh, yeah. people I don't know, you can you can get away with the nervous thing on stage to an extent. Like people people can buy in and, and celebrate, you know, you you there there's there's a degree to which people, it's like rooting for the underdog or whatever. You we were know? talking about it. You, you said you, you did that a lot. I called it yeah, yeah, coyness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to kind of thrive on that. And I've seen a lot of performers that do. I yeah. mean, especially when you're first starting out, it's like you are nervous. And then, and then uh, you know, a lot of times people will celebrate that. And if you do something, it, it, it kind of makes it easier on you, you know, because people have, they lower their expectations. But and what's so, better is yeah. whenever someone know like the opposite end of that, where someone can cap captivate an audience yeah. really well. What was the name of that hip hop group that came to they, last? They killed it. Dude. That, that's exactly uh, what I'm talking about. The co-op. They, yeah, co-op. Yeah. 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 Co-op. Yeah. Yeah. They did an incredible job yeah, at did. just captivate captivating the audience. You know, yeah. no nervousness whatsoever. I'm sure no. they were a little nervous, but yeah, they didn't yeah. show it. You yeah. know. That that just comes with experience. They cut loose. I mean, I think that was a big part of it. I would be mm-hmm. really curious. Actually, I should probably invite them to come and do this podcast sometime because I'd be really curious to see what all their experiences. They were they were pretty uh, uh, they, like coming up with lyrical content on the fly. Mm-hmm. I, I was pretty impressed. Um, I thought they did a great job with it. I couldn't uh, gather everything that they said, but uh, it, it did seem like. They had a pretty broad range of of content that they were mm-hmm. going. They weren't they weren't just going for like the easy stuff, you know. Some people just would be like, uh, "Yeah, I'm the best. I'm the greatest," you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and they and they kind of recycle a lot of stuff or go to a lot of certain buzzwords or whatever. I felt like they 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 were doing some pretty interesting uh, stuff on on the spot. I was impressed with it. Yeah, and then, and then and it was fun. The Everyone up level. there was just yeah. The energy <laughs> level was up there. You know, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, so. Um, um, but so, so you said, so you, to what extent were you performing? Well, let me ask you this. How long have you been in Charleston? I have been like in Charleston since January of 2019. So okay. a little over three years now. And had you been doing much performing before Charleston? No, Not no, I, that's what I'm saying. Dang. So okay. Mike club, whenever yeah. I first came with my friend, Caroline, uh, that was one of the first times I had played in front of a live audience in a long time. Dang, so man. That's, then, a, that's crazy. 
Yeah, then whenever I, I've just been pushing myself to keep on going right, because so, I didn't know how. I, I didn't know how to... All right. So then we got to play a song. We're going to play uh, one of Grant's songs. I think we should play Days Like... Uh, of course, Days Like Decades. Yeah. That's, his, that's, <laughs> that's the name. That's so, the name of my band if you haven't uh, <laughs> figured it out yet. So we, we're not going to... So uh, we should play uh, Have It Made. I think we should start Okay, we can start, we with can have start it made. off with Have It Made. Um, this is, When you hear this, I mean, that that... that, that Kind of shocks me, you know, to think that you've written a song. Well, and the he, here's the thing: is that, all, that all of yeah. the, I'm saying performing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would sit in my bedroom okay. and write these songs. Okay. You know, yeah. I, 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 it, it, I wasn't not playing. Yeah. I just wasn't in play, playing in front of an audience. Okay. You know, I, I wrote haven't made, but I record like I spent, you know upwards of 50 60 hours writing that song alone in my apartment you know and then yeah. going and getting other people to collaborate with it and to and everything you know i just yeah. i i didn't i didn't get in front of an audience and start performing it until recently all right let's get this up here we're gonna watch have it made and let's get this thing up here so this is uh, f Go ahead and pause it real quick I want to give one more um, Heads okay. up Okay Hang on uh, I want to give a shout out Alright Alright so This music video All of these music videos That we're going to see And all of my Albert album art It's done by my best friend Todd S. Todd Johnson He's incredible He's done it for me For very cheap And uh, He's just really good At what he does so that just wanted to give a shout out to Todd right there. If you need photography, videography, you know, Todd Todd's got it. Todd Todd's got it. He's he's awesome. So all right, let me get this thing back up here, and I'll be right back. Get this thing going. Say to myself, risk to take. I'm gonna blow it up a little bit. All right. See the way that Grant bends the strings on this song when he plays it live, yes.
It's a common thing with my friends. That's it right there. Man. I am extraordinarily proud of that song. As you should be. That's a beautiful Thank song. Thank you. Um, boom. Yeah. I'll let that simmer. Dude. I feel like um, that song makes Man. me. Oh. That's another song. <laughs> That's auto playing. <laughs> And I can't stop it. What? Hang on, hang on. Let's let's do. Uh... There we go. Right. <laughs> I wasn't planning on playing that one. There's some weird, uh, uh, like, technical kinks. It just doesn't make sense what this program is doing a little bit. But anyway, it's all good. The, the uh, so well, you got to. There we go. Yes, we're there. So uh, that song. Okay, one. The message of the song is just a great message, right? And mm -hmm. uh, and but I feel like. Uh, I feel like uh, this. I never felt this before, but this time through, I felt like at the end, I felt like Neo. <laughs> Neo, what do you mean? From the Matrix. Yeah, you from know? the Matrix. Yeah, the. Uh, I just felt like I felt like I was Neo, man. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That means it's making you feel something. Yeah. I'm not sure what you mean, but Dude. I'm glad it's making you feel something. You know, it's like like um, you gotta you gotta realize like that that um, you know like on some level. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just me. But I, I, on some level, I wish that I could just, like, go out and if I wanted to, like, create... <laughs> this is going to sound dumb. I don't mean it like this. But just say it. funny. Uh, if I wanted to create a machine gun with my heart. <laughs> <laughs> machine gun with your heart. Yeah, just, like, manifest it right there. Yeah. You know, like, uh, or, you know, like they do in that programming world. Or, or he, yeah. he can just sort of move through walls or do whatever and he can mm -hmm. fly and, and bend the universe. Like once he learns that it's all programming and it's not real, then he's able to, um, you know, be a, a, a kind of powerful force that he 
that was not possible before. And I feel like that, that there's elements. Uh, Ooh, I really that, like that. On. Yeah, dude, it makes. I, I like that analogy right there. Yeah, well, I mean, once once uh, that that bridge hits, and you're saying that right now, and nothing's gonna change until I realize that right now I've got it made, and that's like mm-hmm. that realization is key, and it's so hard to realize that. that no, feel the like, reason you know? why I'm screaming that yeah. is I'm angry at myself. Yeah. Like, listen yeah, here, yeah. buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you this right now. You know, and it's still something that I struggle with, you know, and it's still the reason why that emotion's still there whenever I sing it live because I'm so frustrated at myself because like, yeah, nothing's going to change until I can appreciate everything that I have right now in the moment, you know, and, you know, it's, it's tough sometimes, you know, because you're constantly bombarded with, you know, the bad and I feel like that's maybe part of human nature to see yeah. the bad things first, you know, survival instinct maybe. But Yeah, and I, I also think like, and this, I mean, this is not exactly, but it, it, it's definitely related. I think when you, when you, you know, fully embrace life and fully embrace your life, you also have to just accept disappointment. Like you're going to be disappointed, you know, many mm-hmm. times and by people that you wish didn't disappoint you. Uh, and you got to accept, di- like, well, I, I mean... I'm not. Uh, you disappoint yourself for sure too, mm-hmm. but um, it, just in terms of like when you live at your best potential, which I've never done, by the way, I've never done that. Um, but come um, on, you're no. hosting a podcast <laughs> in your own studio, you know, which is a really cool studio. Right on, you, thanks, you, ho- you give yourself a little bit more credit. Well, I've never. You're, yeah, yeah. Uh, may, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe this song's speaking to you too. It does. A hundred percent, it does. Because I think, like, uh, you know, we all get it's it's so you know I don't know it, it's like trying to understand the universe I, I, the, when you're in a world of eight billion people that are all mm-hmm. interconnected in in different ways and and are it's just it's it's insane. so easy to feel insignificant yeah just like uh, like it doesn't matter but I love but. that at the end when you're walking after you've you've had the bridge and you're saying right now I've got it made and you're kind of like you know just, yeah. just enjoying walking down King Street. And I like too how you uh, included the, you know just video of of Charleston. Uh, See, think, that's that's yeah. all Todd. That, that's right what I'm saying. Like Todd, Way to go, Todd. I gave Todd about a hundred clips probably yeah. and said, Todd, figure it out. And he, yeah, he did great. I do like how at the end, you know, right now I've got it made, and then like right now I'm in Charleston, mm. you know, beautiful and, day outside. And then it gets to that just nice groove, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you do, you know. It's like, because it doesn't get any better than that. You know, I don't know, it's like, um, I think that's one thing that uh, is also just a mental thing that's really, really challenging, is you always think it's going to be better when you get to this other place. Mm-hmm. People always say it's the journey, um, and it is, and, and that, because uh, you, it's temporary, what what we're doing, and it's the fact. Uh, I, I made I wrote this in a in a song that I made recently called Jamaica. That, that um, it's kind of like like a the gods. Well, it's in uh, the that uh, movie with Achilles or whatever. The gods are jealous of men because mm-hmm. men. The the fact that men are mortal makes their time precious. Ooh, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And and so the, it's that that experience, that struggle that we go through, that is what's so like exhilarating you know? see and, and i uh, want i want to use this as a segue yeah. to talk about the name days okay. like decades Let's do it. because i always use my name and everything um but w- when i release stuff it's under the name days like decades and 
It started off as one thing, but it has turned into something completely different. I was having a conversation with my girlfriend a couple weeks ago about it, actually. And um, basically, the thought behind those words are uh, events happen once, memories last forever. You know, days become decades in the back of your mind. Whether or not that's a trap of nostalgia, it's important not to live in those days, you know. It's important to not live in the past, Mm -hmm. but it's... Mm -hmm. I do enjoy... A part of me enjoys collecting those memories and having those as a place to go. Um, And just having them last for throughout your entire lifetime. So let me let me. Uh, I feel like my mind's maybe not quite like uh, I'm. I'm kind of going like in two different directions, maybe. Yeah. Um, so like, are you thinking of of days like decades, like days when you're immersed in in certain moments or whatever that it can feel like those days last decades, or it's more of a reflective kind of thing. Those days were so incredible that you're able to experience them. Uh, yeah. So, sort of both. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Sure. Or. Yes, exactly. Okay. I, I mean, there there are several different ways you can interpret it, but y- yeah, and that's what I like about it. I I like the symmet- the symmetry of those words. I like how it kind of leaves it up to interpretation, mm-hmm. um, and I like how yeah, I, I like how there's meaning that can be taken from those words. And I I need to do a little. I feel like I need to do a better job of explaining the name. Um, it's just tough. <laughs> I like it because it uh, it makes I think just what I get from it on a most on, on like maybe the most immediate level is um, it makes you want to appreciate days more. You know mm-hmm. that I mean on on some level you can look at it it's just that your days amount are what amount to decades, but but it's not that it's well that's true as well. The day. Yeah, but like but, that's not false, right? I, right. I mean. All, all of none of these things that we said are wrong, but they're all <laughs> encompassed in that one name, which is I, I like double entendres, and the name "Days Like Decades" has several meanings. All right, well, let's dig into. So, as a performer, you're relatively new to performance. Yes, um, and which um, I'd say you're overall pretty. You, you, I mean, as one 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 opinion, I think you do a, a, a good job. I wouldn't have guessed that you're as, uh, I guess, inexperienced. I would I wouldn't have guessed that yep. you've done it. You haven't done it as much. And as inexperienced is yeah, that's true. Um, I'm very inexperienced whenever it comes to performing. But you look, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, the um, to me, you look pretty comfortable on the stage, and you look like you belong on a stage. And so I I don't I uh, I don't feel like it doesn't seem to me like you're just getting your feet wet. But let's dig into you more as a songwriter. Um, so when when did you start writing songs? Oh, um, fourth grade. <laughs> okay, they weren't good in the fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, was your, what was your first song? God, I don't even remember. I, it was yeah, yeah. a like I. If you've got an acoustic guitar, I can play yeah, the yeah, riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. let's go. Okay. Yeah. I I never came up with lyrics, but it's actually not that bad. I don't think so. So Okay 
that's it. Okay, that was, right on. Uh, that was it. That was fourth grade. I actually added a little bit more pizzazz because I didn't know any good strumming patterns way back then. Okay, gotcha. So, <laughs> that, that, that was it, but um, let's see. I wrote music throughout high school. I, I mean, it would always be something, you know, have a bad day. I go home and I pick up the guitar. Maybe I, like, turn up the headphones as loud as it can and jam out to, like, some Foo Fighters or something. Or maybe I go home and I write a song, yeah. you know. And I, yeah, I I wrote a lot of music like that. But How did, how did you decide to write your first song? Like, did, is it just something you were just, like, didn't that's even just think about? Natural, that's just a natural progression. You, yeah. you, learn a mu- you're, you learn an instrument, you learn to write song. That's how but it... Some people don't. Some people, I, I knew people that, that like, they, they, they've been playing music. Like, I knew people in their 60s that have been mm-hmm. playing music for a long time, and they'd never written an original song in their life. And they felt like they couldn't. So I've, See, I've met that's people just, like that. Yeah. It, it's, it was natural progression for yeah, me. Yeah. It's something I always wanted to do. Like, I picked up the guitar in the third grade and wrote that in the fourth grade, yeah. you know, and I've been writing songs ever since. That's awesome. So, um... All right, so one of the things that you want to do in Charleston, I mean, I, you're wanting to you wanted to develop a band, and yes, and that is band. incredibly tough. It is. That is incredibly tough. If you are listening and you want to be a part of my band, uh, Hit reach out to us. Yeah, reach out to Noah, and he can give you uh, my contact information, or you can just reach out directly to me. At Days Like Decades on Instagram or on Facebook, just add me. Uh, yeah. Mutual yeah. friend of Noah, so you'll be able to find me. But it's incredibly tough. It is. I'm hoping that's something we can we can do. Because, like, dude, I mean, okay, did, I've, I've said this. Oh, I've, I know that's one of the things, or maybe one of the reasons that kind of inspired me to do this podcast is that I've met over... Okay, when I first started out doing music, um, I... When I really first got started, I mean, first I was super insecure about it, and then I got some good feedback, and I was like, maybe I'm really special, you know? Like mm-hmm. maybe I got something really good here, and people would tell you tell me that, and and then I get more into it, and I'm better, and then you don't hear it anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, I mean that, that, well, that yeah, can be there, a there's that things, there's that slope though. There's a you, slope. You yeah. get the you get the really good, even yeah. though you're not that good. Right, right, right. And then you're average, so you get nothing. Yeah. And then you're really actually really good. So yeah, people yeah. come up to you and you're yeah. like, Wow, you're really good. And it's impossible to tell which one they think. Like it's tough. <laughs> am getting, I getting the yeah, that was awesome yeah, and I sucked, or was it because like I was actually good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Processing feedback is difficult and I completely blanked out when I where I was going with that. Sorry, I didn't no, mean no, to interrupt no, no, like no that. No worries. Uh, when I, I was saying like when I first started music yeah i'm completely completely lost on that oh, one oh so, sorry no it might come back to me it was i i think i had one too many sips of beer or it's just yeah. that the beer just you know sometimes it it is hitting me like right now yeah i ran out of water do, do you need any water <laughs> no i'm good okay. i'm good well um so we're talking about bands oh yeah so Creating a, a really good original music scene in Charleston. I know there's a bit of one, and I need to dig into it more. See, the the band scene, full band scene, yeah. indie rock scene it's in really Charleston, good. it's phenomenal. Okay, it's phenomenal. Uh, like, full band scene, you mm. have um, bands like Daddy's Beamer, which is my personal favorite, I think, in Charleston. Uh, 
they're playing to like 150 people at a local show uh, uh, up in um, what I saw them at Poor House a couple of weeks ago. Nice. You know, and then uh, another local band, um, what, sold out show uh, a couple of weeks back. I, I forget the name of that band. I went to see uh, the band The Simplicity. Um, we, we've got incredible bands that are breaking okay. through. Uh, I, I tend to gauge success by Spotify streams just because it's the only tangible thing that I can okay. really see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you've got so many local bands that have over a million streams on Spotify. Um, got, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a few, but uh, what Connor Hollifield and John Brewster were a part of a band Sonder Blue about three years ago. Okay, uh, they broke up and they've been making music on their own ever since. But they were a relatively big band. You've got a bunch of other small bands like that that gain traction in Charleston. I don't know what it is. Okay, I need to get out there more. I, I've I've gone to the open mics and whatnot, and uh, mm-hmm. and then I've been gigging, you know, weddings and bars and stuff. And I think that uh, sometimes that, that gets you out, like, you know, you just got to get out there and go see the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do that enough, but you're in a hum. What is that? Is that oh, that it might have been a plane. Airplane. Yeah. Damn, airplanes. No, just kidding. Thank you guys for flying the planes. Um, so, okay. What are some of, why don't, why don't we listen to another song? Why don't you, uh, right. you t- um Tell us about uh, whatever song we're going to listen to now. And, and Let's go and do Hurricane. So okay. Hurricane was the first song that I... Uh, so up until Hurricane, my songs were very acoustic, emo, pop punk type deal. Um, I didn't think they were anything special. Uh, and then I wrote Hurricane and I was like, where did that come from? I wrote and recorded this entire thing in eight hours on some random Saturday uh, in 2018. And uh, I was just really impressed with myself. So I decided to push myself farther and farther in that direction. It takes influence from a lot more jazz. The chords, I I don't even understand what that chord progression is, but somehow (laughs) it works. So. And then once again, Todd Johnson filmed this music video. It gets a little weird, but All right. hey, it was a weird time. All right. <laughs> All right, let's do this. There we go. Nothing I can do but I'm throwing 
Shout out Christian for giving me that squirrel costume. That was the first music video that we filmed. I've since changed the lyrics. Uh, the lyrics to the chorus, is, uh, it's another fork in the road. Okay, it sounds like I'm dropping an F-bomb, like <laughs> hardcore right it there. It really uh, yeah, so I, I changed it another for the road. That, that, that's what's on the recorded uh, okay. recorded versions that it you hear now. Way. It works yeah. either way. It works either way. I didn't even change the audio recording. I just clipped it. <laughs> it another four cut. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. I mean, so um, well. Yeah. You want you want to talk about at all about the uh, inspiration for that song? So um, that was written during one of the hurricanes that we had. Okay. Uh, way back. Uh, I woke up, realized I wasn't leaving my apartment for the day. So I rolled out of bed. At that point, I had a Mac Mini and a keyboard um, and my guitar and a Scarlet Solo. And uh, I just sat down and pumped it out. Uh, I mean, I like sometimes things just like flow out of you. Yeah, like yeah. it's something that you've been holding back and 100%. it's just like here it all is. Yeah. Uh, that's so what, what that song like was. Um, 
Well, I was trying to just make it be about. Uh, you don't have to go into it. If you don't well, no, no, no. I, yeah. I I want to go into it. Okay, okay. Um, it, I was make. I w- did originally want to make it just about um, the hurricane that was going outside with like light allusions to like fighting a personal battle. Yeah. You know, because that that was a time. You know, you can definitely tell with the lyrics between that and yeah. have it made. I'm a lot less afraid to be like, okay, like yeah, yeah. this, like something's not right, something's yeah. not okay. I'm being honest and vulnerable with you. And I wasn't back then able to be that vulnerable. Um, Looking back, it's obvious, you know, but uh, it's basically just about um, that stage after graduating, whether it be high school or college, and you're just kind of in limbo. You're trying to figure out, okay, what's the next move? Maybe not even after high school or college, maybe like another stage of your life where you're like, okay. Well, I know I'm not supposed to be here anymore. Yeah. Uh, but where do I go next? I can relate. Um, yeah, because I, I felt like when I was listening to it, I felt like if I wrote that song, it would be it would have been about um, there was a stage of life where I didn't want to get into a career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really know what to do. I mean, like I graduated with a degree in psychology. I never really had a sense of direction. Uh, we'll get it like into the details too much, but like, I just didn't feel. It's weird, you know. It's like <laughs> growing up is weird, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Cause yeah, it's like uh, it, it, you know things just can't be the way they were, and it's like you're. I'm trying to wrap my head around why does like my family not like me anymore? <laughs> like, what? yeah, like, what? like uh, I like. Everything was so good. Like we we had like a great time, and mm-hmm. now it just completely sucks. And like I can't be here. And it's like why? Like this sucks. And uh, I felt like I had to. Um, I I I just didn't feel like I could be there. Like I I, I connected the the words where you said um, you know home feels like it's is a holding cell. Yeah. And the place I, I once called home is now yeah. a holding cell. Yeah. And I feel mm. like I could completely relate to that. Um, that's a tough. That's a tough line. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely not about a hurricane. Definitely not. <laughs> I thought it was so sly, and then like two years later, I'm like, dude, I'm like, <laughs> and I thought, like, especially when it zooms out, there's a yeah. table full of beer. It's like, oh, dude, you're not okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's an interesting topic in and of itself. Um, but uh, anyway, well, that's what the entire next. I don't. I want to talk about this song a little bit more, but that's what that entire next song really is. Okay. Even more about changing, like the weather. Um, I, I really, I'm a lot more vulnerable in that song, uh, for some reason. Um, but, uh, yeah, I. To be honest, the way that I started that song, though, I chose four or something odd, another random keys on the keyboard and I was like you're going to make a chord progression out of those keys Mm. and uh, what there are a couple moments uh, in the song where I made mistakes but I liked the mistakes so much that I just kept them in there like uh, Mm. the first time I have a guitar solo in Hurricane I accidentally played a semitone below on one of the notes that you're supposed to have but it sounded more jazzy and it was already a jazzy chord progression, you know, 
And then whenever it comes to the guitar solo at the end, like I fix that one note, Mm-mm. which okay. is, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's something there, but, yeah. uh, also I made a mistake where I accidentally dragged the drum drum track whenever I wasn't supposed to onto playing snares on the off beats. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked it so much that I kept it in the bridge. <laughs> I think that's one of the cool, really cool things about recording. It's like sometimes I get an idea in my head about, uh, you know, like I feel like a, a song is gifted to me mm-hmm. where I, I just hear it and it's coming from somewhere else. And then when I try to translate, I, I mean, I love, I love whatever I'm hearing in my head and I want so badly to put it down the way I hear it in my head, but I never can. It always ends up being pretty different. The, you know, the overall structure yeah. or there's melodies that, that I, can, I can carry through, but I can't get the same tones and the same stuff. But you it, can hear it in your head perfectly, yeah. and then whenever yeah. you you hear it Dude. back, you're just like, ah, like yeah. I I know what it's supposed to sound like right here, and yeah. that's that's the most frustrating part about writing and recording music. But part one of the cool other sides of that is that sometimes you you stumble into things that are mm-hmm. really cool, and that the way things come out, it changes, or you get ideas from from mistakes or from accidents. Um, and then, and you hear that and you're like, I never would have done that. And that's so cool. Yeah. I've had that happen a handful of times where it theoretically in my mind, I would think that that there's no way that doesn't, you it wouldn't doesn't, touch it if you did no, it on purpose. No, I would never do that. And then all of a sudden it's sitting in, in the, in the mix like that. It's like, what? That actually sounds yeah. really good. And, um, but, um, um, what, 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 talk a little bit about, um, how you, so when you wrote Hurricane, you said you just kind of sat down and it just came out over the course of like eight hours. Yes. Yeah. And so does that is that the way most of your stuff comes out? No. Is it, is it, uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, so what will happen usually whenever I record a song yeah. is it'll start off as a riff on the acoustic guitar. Um, and then one of two things will probably happen. Either I'll try to record it uh, as a riff on the electric guitar in Logic, and then I'll move on from there, or it, I'll play it so much alone in my apartment and an acoustic guitar to where I can't imagine it in any other way. So Haven't Made was a song that I started off on the acoustic guitar, and then uh, I brought it an electric. I just played a riff, uh, that riff on the electric with a loop pedal, yeah, and then the synth part, uh, I just kind of fiddled around until I found that on the guitar, and then that was instantly okay. Like I, this is a energetic song that has got to be recorded full band, mm. and that's how it ended up in Logic. Do you feel like is songwriting generally a transformative experience for you? Do you feel like when you go through a songwriting, like the process of writing a song, you grow as a person, or you're challenged as a like? It, it, because like for Hurricane, I, mean, I think clearly for the first two songs we've listened to, they're deeply personal, deeply emotional songs. I think one thing that's really cool about Hurricane, actually this is something I forgot to mention, um, Hurricane by itself, like Have It Made, for, I'll just say for me personally, but I think generally speaking, Have It Made is a much more engaging song to listen to than Hurricane. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that that's one thing I've kind of come full circle on. I used to kind of, for a stretch of time, I used to not care what I wrote, I just wrote whatever I felt. But then there was a stretch of time where I started writing. I tried to. I wanted to write the songs that were more engaging to listen to. But I think you can't really think that way, and you just got to write whatever song 
you have to write, and yep. you got to let it, let whatever song be whatever it is, because not every song is is that. And if you try to take that and make it that, then you lose what's special about that. And mm-hmm. I think that's something you did that's cool about Hurricane is that you 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 stayed as far as I could tell, you stayed pretty true to what what it, what that is really about. Well, um, that w- yeah. also what you're hearing yeah. is just the growth of three years writing music. You know, mm. there like a couple times a There's week that. I'd sit down um I've got a hard drive of music that will never see the light of day you know and yeah. I've got probably like 50 to 60 logic files just sitting on there that I would just sit down I would record something I would go like a minute into the song and then I would never touch it again so I did that so many times in between a hurricane and uh have it made I think you're also just hearing the progression of yeah. me as a songwriter and an artist. I think I think that there, that's definitely in there, but I think uh, Hurricane in general is a little more down tempo, um, and mm-hmm. the and the concept it's just a little bit of a darker song. The the mm-hmm. have it made you got that bounce in your step, you know, and I, so I think there's some. But even if it's it doesn't directly apply to to those two songs, I think that's something that I've noticed in songwriting in general. And as you move through, I mean, you can't expect every song to be a hit, and so, um, or or to be danceable or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And some songs are just more moody. Some song, and I think that's maybe the beauty of music is, or when you've got a real song, is when it really is its own thing, and there's nothing else like it. And, um, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I'd be curious to hear you talk about just uh, like, for, for for me, I've got a song called "Beautiful Frankenstein" that. That mm-hmm. your song Hurricane kind of reminds me of Beautiful Frankenstein a little bit. They're very different songs, but um, it's just kind of like a darker place and, and kind of moving through that darkness. And if I play that, if I play Beautiful Frankenstein out out for crowds, um, it, it clears the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's a, a Beautiful Frankenstein, one of the best songs I ever wrote. Yeah, but there's um, a, there's a time yeah. and a place, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of the reason why I want to get a band together so mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. or so badly. Because hurricane in yeah. a live setting, I can. It's one of those things where I can hear it, and I can like if I close my eyes, I can see it. Yeah. You know, I. It's going to be phenomenal. It's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. so good. But see, just like, yeah. I got to get those people. Yeah, and then you got to get the like, and you got to get the right moments. Because like, beautiful Frankenstein for me, if the, if that song can connect with like a room of 150 people, mm-hmm. it's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's uh and it and it deserve like as far as I'm concerned it deserves to be it deserves to ha- like people it would be great for people to hear that because yeah. it it goes into um just difficult stuff that people need to process emotionally and they need it and they need mm-hmm. to go through it and it helps and so but then nobody when I go play it at the bars like nobody. It, it, I, I've had people dance to it occasionally, but it's it, it's tough. Even when we play it as a band and we try to put a whole bunch of energy into it, it still falls flat. But it's so dope, and you can see you can see other bands can mm-hmm. play that stuff when they've got the engaged audience already. When the audience is already bought bought in, then they'll listen to that. And, and that's then, just part of set list. Maybe it's yeah, not the song itself. Maybe it's yeah. just the positioning of the song in your set list. Yeah. That could that could have something to do with it. Set lists are tricky. That's a whole. Oh whole yeah. And oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just want to play La Bamba and Footloose all the time because <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah. It's like you know what? <laughs> people the people like it. So, but, it's provocative. It gets the people going. <laughs> yeah. But let me. Uh, let me. Uh, 
I'll take it back to um, the song says transformative experiences. And mm-hmm. so do you do you go when you go through a process of writing a song? Are you do you feel like you're a different person on the other side of writing a song? Does it does it help you move through different things? Does it help you understand? It it helps me process um, what what's catharsis it's a form of catharsis yeah yeah for me writing this stuff i don't know if i change as a person yeah writing these songs yeah. i think it's just more mainly a way for me to understand and cope what's going on do you ever go back and you said you, you said you have a, a large catalog of a whole bunch of you know stuff in logic yeah. or whatever some of do it's you, so depressing <laughs> <laughs> some of it's so bad <laughs> some of it's like really good and i picked yeah. like a, i picked one of those and like yeah. i'm going to turn that into a song yeah. i was like like yeah. yeah really really good but yeah there's a bunch of that's just so when you have like a so i've noticed this for myself maybe you notice the same thing so one of the things that depresses me when i go back and listen to um yeah let's let's talk about depressing let's talk yeah. about let's yeah. All right, everybody, get ready. Saddle in. We're going to talk about depression. So, so um, when I go back and listen to stuff that's maybe been buried, right? Because I, mm-hmm. when, when you've been writing songs for years and years and years, there's just no way if you're if you're writing consistently, you can't remember them all. They're just there's too many of them, and and some of them, some of them you think they suck. This is actually maybe something that's really interesting. I think it's always good to save everything you do, mm-hmm. and then. Sometimes go back and listen to it because sometimes I think in the moment what I wrote sucks. And then when you go back and you listen to it with the perspective of five more years of living or, or, or 10 more years of living, and then you're like, wow, man, that is so cool. It's such a cool yep. picture into who I was then. And I just didn't appreciate it at all, like what, what I had just written. And, and that was... And then some of the things I think were so amazing when I wrote them, I was like, this is the coolest stuff, you know? Like, And then it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, you see you see that? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I have, like, whenever I yeah. name song, song files, I name them just random things, and I have a song that's, like, super fire, and I open it, and I was like, what is this? Like, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it was awesome. Like, I called it super fire. Yeah, yeah. You know, but no, it's, it's just bad. And I think uh, I, I think it really as as maybe cliche or as simple as it is. A lot of times it just comes down to authenticity, and the more and the more that you just put out what you feel, and you don't worry about what happens after that. It's and that's it, that's the toughest the, part. That's yeah. like releasing that. I've got a couple songs that like. Th- there's a line though, because I 100% agree with you. Um, vulnerable music is important but then there crosses a line where i have one song um i i've been trying to actively get it off streaming for like uh the past like three months because it was trying to be authentic but um i probably should have just kept it to myself you know and i think there's there's a fine line you have to to ride you know in in those sort of instances yeah. And I, in the moment, you don't necessarily even know, uh, yeah, know what it is. It. <laughs> you know, you don't know like, yeah, yeah. oh, is this emotional in a good way or a bad way? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Or so, like sometimes maybe uh, aspects of your of a of your personality that are um, not going to win any favor with people. Is that is yeah. that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, There's, yeah. Basically, yeah. That's that's the tough because I don't know. It's a it's an interesting. Because, um, because, like, you yeah. know, 
vulnerability is what allows people to relate to you. But if you are being vulnerable and like, hey, yeah. like this was I, I I sucked and this like A B and C, you know, yeah. like you know. But you know uh, the I don't think, I don't think it necessarily processes as everybody, well. Everybody, I I wrote a I wrote one punk song in my life. I was inspired by this guy in in Long Beach. Um, forget his name. He had a he had a band called the Whining. And I'm not gonna say the other word. Uh, just not gonna say it. The word. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like the imagination is better than you saying the word. So. <laughs> the right. whining blank. The whining blank. And uh, he, he, they, they really made some really good punk music, and they were kind of, they were almost comedy, almost mm -hmm. a comedy kind of angle on music. And uh, anyway, um, he just had such a fun personality and his whole angle towards things. He, he really was a good front man for it. But. Um, uh, he inspired me to write a punk song and the punk song came out talking about like superheroes and, and it was saying that people like the, the sort of the, the overall theme of it was that people like supervillains these days more than they like the superheroes. Like people wanted, or, or there was a stretch of time anyway, where it seemed like everybody wanted to watch the supervillain. They wanted to get to know that they wanted a really good villain, you know? Well, they yeah, wanted, yeah. Wanted I, the Joker and the, and, the, and whatever, all these movies were coming out about the villains, you know? And well, yeah. yeah villains are what sell. Like, why do you, why do people watch the dark Knight? It's yeah, yeah. not because what's his face is Batman. They watch yeah. it for the Joker. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, what it, the villains make the good story. The, the villains are, are absolutely necessary, but maybe when we're talking about, um, the content of a song that um, you feel like you better keep it to yourself, that stuff um, maybe is like an element of the villain and actually people, it'll be very engaging to people. I mean, there are people that play that mm -hmm. role in like, in sports. Yeah. Uh, in, in, I'm sure it's in music. There are people that just don't care and they, or they, like a little not little Nas would be an example for me, or, or um. Uh, well, in my opinion, Lil Nas is a okay. genius mastermind. Okay, probably he is. Yeah. But that song that came out where the, he's grinding on a devil or whatever, it's just like. Hey, it, that's it's, it's what sells. It's shock sells. Is it's shock. The bottom bottom line of it, you know. But it's kind of like for me, it's kind of beyond that because it's like it 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 materializes that and it puts it into the world and it's like you've you've seen it now and it's uh, and, yeah. And I, like, I don't yeah. I don't necessarily agree yeah. with some of the stuff. Like for instance, yeah, yeah. I hated WAP. You know, yeah, WAP would be the other example. WAP, that WAP I was is give. so bad, but yeah. um, like it's just. Um, uh, it's marketing is tough and the easiest way to market music is yeah. to go people push. like, Oh my God. You push like, the, what yeah, are the, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And the question is like, how far are we going to push it? I can think of a couple things that like no one has wrote a song about, but like yeah. <laughs> <we're> the, <laughs> only a matter of time, maybe. So if you're on, if you're on like the, the last, your last rope or last straw that then you'll find, you'll go. Uh, no, cause it's, it. it's. That's yeah. the one thing. It sells. You make money. Yeah. It is extremely self degrading. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. write a to write a song like that. Yeah. Uh, bottom bottom line, in my opinion. And people. So, so yeah, I mean, it it bites. It sells. But like, do I want to write a song like WAP ever? No. Yeah. Like, do I want to grind on the devil? Not really. Like, <laughs> people, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. That's one thing. Like when 
this is going to a different subject a little bit, but when people talk about how leadership should be better or they look at like uh what what, what is it who who does WAP? I forgot. Um it's not Megan the Stallion. It's no. uh wow, I'm Cardi B. Cardi B. So uh, like Cardi B or, or Lil Nas doing his uh, his song, which I actually kind of like the song. It's it's actually I hate this I hate the content, but the it, it's kind of a a groove. It's like tell me you, what you want. Oh yeah, want. that's what it's I'm saying. Song, and right? his music is yeah. great. I mean, yeah. yeah. But like people look at that, and so they'll condemn. So they're kind of the villains in in a way. I would say to a lot of people they're villains. Um, but uh, people look at them and maybe say they're you know, in a position of leadership, they're a role model, they're what's wrong with, with uh, society or whatever. But I, I think you have to look at, like, uh, dude, Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror is what it's mm-hmm. all about because um, the only reason they can make that content and make that kind of money is because you have that many people that are willing to consume it. Mm-hmm. And so th- why is is there that large of a number of people that are willing to consume that and want that? And so then, what it says, it it says something pretty dark about the mass. I, I, overall population. I think I think I don't. Yeah. I think you're thinking yeah. too much about it. I think okay. it's just entertaining. Yeah. I, I think I think a, a yeah. simple baseline. The, no one's thinking about it that deeply. Uh-huh. Everyone's just like, wow. Like, did they just do that? Like. Did you okay. see this person just do that? Did yeah. you see, like, have you heard this song? Like, because the reason why WAP got so yeah. crazy was people on uh, TikTok were showing their parents WAP. <laughs> like, have you seen this? And then, like, the videos of their parents are like, I can't believe this exists in our society. That's what it is. Like, okay. it, no, one, no one's funny. thinking it through is, like... You know, as musicians, maybe we think of it a little bit deeper than what yeah, it yeah. is, but you know, they don't think like the social ramifications of having a song like yeah. that. They're like, "This is crazy! I can't believe someone said that." They I'm did just like, that. You know, it always, it just, it never, it, it the, the envelope or the envelope, it always gets pushed or whatever. The pin always mm-hmm. gets pushed, and I've been watching that now for I'm 35 years old. Uh, and people were saying that when I was growing up that it you know where's it's a slippery slope and everyone say slippery slope is not a not a real argument it's not real but then you watch it and it's just never stopping man it is going it I don't going I'm I'm going. just here for the ride yeah. to be honest like yeah, I yeah. I really don't care either way yeah, like yeah. I I think they just do your thing if you're making money go for it I'm just here to yeah. see what happens you know hopefully we don't you know ho- hopefully we make it that far yeah know? yeah yeah. Uh, Joshua Jarman's got a song called uh, "Just Enjoy Your Walk." Just enjoy your walk. Yeah, it goes on the line with that. I really that was a good song too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You played that for the yeah. mic. Um, all right. Well, um, let's. See. I had some, one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, but why don't we go into the next song and, and maybe I'll have uh, that on the other. All end. right. So this next song is uh, "Changing Like the Weather." It's solo acoustic. Um, a little, oh, un, a little under a year ago, me and my friend Todd, who's the guy that, uh, films all of our music videos. Um, we took a spontaneous road trip. I texted him on Wednesday and was like, Hey dude, you want to go camping? He was like, sure. So, uh, we didn't really talk much else. I picked him up on Friday and, uh, there was a 30% chance of snow and, Smoky Mountains National Park. So we drove up there. Uh, we ended up at the Cherokee Reservation and we saw this auditorium and it was abandoned. The gate was open. 
he had his camera with him, so he was like, let's film you a music video. Okay. So that's how uh, this came about. And the song is about what we were talking about earlier. Um, it's about growing up. It's about how... The song speaks for itself. We'll talk okay. about it a little bit more after. All right, let's do it. What's up, Holly? This part is silent for for everyone, for anybody yeah. that's wondering. It's I didn't know this that first time you can hear the hear the guitar case and all that. Oh, that's cool.
I like the last chord. Thank you. That's cool. All right, stop it before it plays the next song. Boom, stopped. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that uh, that's the first time I've watched that music video in probably 10 months, and I feel like it really does the song justice. Like, it, it's like playing to an auditorium of nobody. Yeah, that's, that's a cool way to, to shoot that. Uh, that's cool, too, how you transitioned from, uh, like, uh, you know, a, a mix into just an acoustic performance. Right. Yeah, so that was I, I've got that recorded um as a part of the album that's on Spotify and everything. Um he he just filmed it like five times and through the clever magic of uh editing he was able to put it all together to where it you know, it looked like I was playing in time. But Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That's all I had was my acoustic guitar. Like we weren't planning on filming anything yeah. there. I was like, we're going camping. Like we'll probably be bored. I'll bring my acoustic guitar. And it was like, well, like I like filming. I'll probably <laughs> film something. I'll bring you That's know my cool. camera. And the next thing you know, nice. Right on. Well, um, days like decades. You can follow him on Instagram, on Facebook. And you, is YouTube, your YouTube. Yeah, just friend me like on Facebook. Facebook. My name is friend Grant Winslow. If you like music, if you yeah. like my music, if you just want to, you know, be my friend, just add me on Facebook. Grant Winslow. That's W E N Z E L. Okay, he's looking looking for, to put together a band and take over the Charleston scene. Oh yeah, and, uh, not take it over. I don't want to take it over. It. I want to be yeah, a part of it. No, I'm not taking over anything. I take I, my, <laughs> I'm inspired by Conor McGregor. I still, I don't know. You know, you know the, the MMA fighter. Yeah, we're not taking part. We're taking over. I don't know. Everything is competition. I'm a, I'm a competitive dude, so I, I play. Uh, there, there's sports. nothing competitive about what <laughs> I want to do. I yeah. I want to open up. And be a part of a music and, industry okay. and a music scene that I think is phenomenal. Yeah. And that's the Charleston music uh, live full band scene. I think it's incredible. I wanted to ask, there was something else that came to me when you, when you were, um, well, let's throw this to you. Is there anything else that you in particular want to talk about? Um, we've covered most okay. of it. I, I mean, the big thing wow. is, uh, yeah, if, if you like my music and... Yeah. You know. All right, right on. We'll. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm always looking for people to jam with. If you've got, you know, some sort of talent that you'd like to incorporate it with, uh, days like decades. You know, I'd love to collaborate with you. Let me ask you this: uh, Do you have any any bookings coming up, or any? Uh, what's up, Tremaine? Tremaine says, "What's hey, up? Hey, what's going uh, on?" Um. Do you have any bookings or any any music that you're currently working on or anything for, you know? The I do have that, yeah. music that I'm working on. Um, it's not slated for release. It takes about a month from the point that I click OK for it to be available gotcha, on gotcha. streaming okay. platforms. So I've got no releases coming up uh, for the next two months, probably at okay. least. Right on. Um, but I am heavily recording right now. Okay. And I've got a lot of really cool stuff. Where, where are some of the places around town that people might see you? Uh, 
Mike Club and Elliot Borough Mini Bar. Okay, right on. Elliot Borough Mini Bar. I'm trying to show up to Tommy Condon sometime soon. Right on. But uh, you keep having me on this uh, <laughs> over here on Mondays. I'm trying to. <laughs> so I, I can't make it up there. <laughs> My bad. I'm trying to get to Tommy Condon's as well. I'm going to come and do. I'm, I'm sort of doing an E open mic, um, turning an E open mic, maybe a different angle on it where I'm using my phone to stream through that. There's a recording device over there I'll mm-hmm. show you called Zoom H6. And I can actually run my phone or the Zoom H6 direct from the, like Chris uh, Tystrom's board. And um, and uh, right on, Tremaine. Tremaine says, Mike Club's the spot. Man, yep. it's, it's been pretty dope Come on, lately. join. The more musicians we yeah. get in there, the cooler it ends up being. Yeah, Anyone and everyone's welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a live stream from the board, and so maybe I'll see you at uh, uh, Tommy Condon's at some uh, one of these Mondays here. Yeah, another another Monday night you could check out that'd be worth checking out is uh, Folly Beach. Um, see, Folly Beach is so out far. of my way. That's 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 a no. Yeah, but for you me. might you might might want to try it though. One time, at least one time. Maybe you could get a, a featured spot there. Uh, even make that your first time. I could I can message George Fox Steve. Uh, if you can make it a feat, it, it's just yeah. I, I work on Daniel Island, so it took yeah. me forty five minutes to an hour to get here today. Yeah, you know, Folly, Folly Beach, Beach. Drive for sure. Yeah, that's gonna take me like an hour and a half after work to get there. No, not an hour and a half. I I wouldn't doubt oh, it. Over the bridge because you got to go over the bridge. I've got to go over yeah. the worst bridge in the yeah, entire United States. Daniel Island is pretty bad. At, it's at, so uh, bad. The Don Holt Bridge. That engineer deserves <laughs> the worst. <laughs> All right. Well, um, okay. Check him out at the uh, Elliott Barrel Mini Bar on Wednesdays. Some sometimes you might catch him there. Might catch him on Tuesday. It's Wednesdays, right? Yeah, I'm not very consistent. Yeah, so, so if if you want to see me, like yeah. just reach out. Okay. You know, um, add him uh, on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Grant anything. Grant Wenzel, everybody. Days like decades. Follow him. Share this. This is going to post on uh, on Spotify and all podcasting platforms. And uh, thank you guys for everyone that tuned in. Thank you, Grant, for doing this. And thank and you so much for having and, uh, me. It's always yeah, a blast. Man. It was good to talk to you and uh, enjoy the music. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is Noah's Groovecast. Next week we have, I think, Marcelo Henrique, Brazilian guy who lives in California. Got to meet him out there. Uh, he's just getting back from Brazil, and he's been working on a bunch of Portuguese uh, Portuguese music. So that's awesome. We'll, we'll that's so cool. Check that out. And uh, but that's it for us tonight. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great night, and we'll see you all in the next one. Peace out. Peace.